MSW Media. Thanks to Athletic Greens for supporting the Daily Beans. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Tuesday, June 21st, 2022. Today, the fourth committee hearing on the attempted coup is today at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. A DeSantis judge committed a crime by lying on her state Supreme Court application. A federal judge rejects a Proud Boys motion for pretrial release. And the fascist Texas Republican platform has been released. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Hello, my dear friend. How are you today? Hi, I'm doing okay. I'm making it through. I have uh, moments of feeling like I turned the corner and then I get hit with the wave. But right now we're doing all right. All right. Well, I would love to say that you sound better, but your voice is still pretty raspy, my friend. And I'm so sorry. I appreciate you being here. You don't have to be here. No, I'm kidding. I'm all right. And I, it's, it, it gets, it'll go in and out. Everything's fine. It's good. Okay. See, listen, it sounds totally normal, doesn't it, everyone? Totally. Totes normal. Totes normal. It does come in and out. I know. I I remember being sick and trying to perform and somehow pulling it off. So I, you know, I just want you to know if you need to rest, you just tell me, and we're gonna have you rest. I will. No worries at all. But uh, I'm very glad that you're here today. We're going to also be talking to Hugo Lowell a little bit later in the show about what to expect from this hearing today. I'll be in the hearing room live tweeting as it happens. So tune in wherever you watch your hearings. We have a lot of news to get to. Especially some disturbing news. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right. We have the witness list for the hearing today, which begins at 1 p.m. As I said, I'll be in the hearing room live tweeting the standout moments. There's a lot of times that you can't tell on TV when the whole room like gasps. And I will be uh, tweeting out those moments for you. Hugo Lowell at The Guardian tweeted out three of the names we know about that are testifying tomorrow. That's Raffensperger and his deputy, Gabriel Sterling and House Speaker in Arizona for the House of Representatives, Rusty Bowers. But we've learned they've added a fourth, Wandrea Shea Moss. And if she sounds familiar, Moss, along with her mother, Ruby Freeman, have sued several organizations and got a settlement from OANN. They've also sued Rudy Giuliani for defamation because they were accused by right-wing pundits, Trump allies, and Trump himself of committing election fraud by producing suitcases of ballots and running them through counting machines multiple times. This suitcases theory was also investigated by the Department of Justice and BJ Pack, and they both told Trump there's nothing to this. In fact, there was video, Dana, if you remember, released of Kanye West's publicist. Oh, I remember. Trying to pressure Ruby Freeman at her home. She said she was sent by a high-profile individual named uh, Harrison Ford, of all things. Uh, I, I guess it's not you know, Indiana Jones, but <laughs> someone else named Harrison Ford and told her that if she didn't confess to her election fraud, that people would be coming to her home within 48 hours and, or that in threatening that she would be going to jail. And that was Ruby Freeman. That's Wandrea Moss's mother. And it's Wandrea, also known as Shea Moss, that will be testifying before the committee today. So we are going to want to pay attention to that. Great. Thank you so much, A.G. 
Oh, wow, that was a little Peter Brady slipped right in there, didn't it? Okay. <laughs> Changes. <laughs> Thanks, AG. All right. The Florida Bulldog revealed that the documents filed for a state Supreme Court justice position in Florida were made a false statement on the official document. Judge Renatha Francis lied on her application for the state Supreme Court in the question asking if she'd been on the receiving end of an ethics investigation. Now, Francis, who was promoted by Donald to Ron DeSantis as a good candidate for federal judge, answered no when asked if she has ever had, quote, a complaint about you ever been made to the Judicial Qualifications Commission. She said no. If she had, Francis would have had to add details about the specifics. Now, the comment could even fall under a Florida crime for lying on an official document because she signed the document saying she answered all the questions, quote, truthfully, fully, and completely. She did not. She's actually had three complaints filed against her. Three, not just one. One in a divorce case where lawyer Margarita Downey said publicly about the judge, and this is a quote, when I appear in her court, it's like watching a judge burn our flag. That is quite the quote. Yelp review. Right? (laughs) That's a one star if I've ever seen it. In another case, it's worth noting that DeSantis tried to put Francis on the Supreme Court in 2020, but there's a rule that you must be a licensed attorney for at least 10 years, and Francis didn't meet that requirement. Now, Republican officials tried to ignore the rule, but ultimately they lost the case in court, uh, probably because the judge had been a lawyer for more than 10 years. (laughs) There's also a matter of appeals overturning her ruling, okay? So as the Bulldog points out, making, quote, a false official statement in writing with the intent to mislead a public servant in the performance of his or her official duty is a second-degree misdemeanor crime and is punishable by up to 60 days in jail and a fine up to $500. It falls under Florida's statute section 837.06. So that's what we have on that. (laughs) So it's like she's burning the flag. She wasn't a lawyer for 10 years and wasn't able to be on the Supreme Court in 2020. So I guess she was only a lawyer for eight years <laughs> because in 2022 you put her on there, but now she's lied on her thing. Uh, so this, those complaints, plus all of the appeals that have overturned her rulings. So yeah, super great judge. Let's go to a little bit. Uh, this is a little more of a funny story in the courts. Proud Boy leader Ethan Nordeen filed a motion for pretrial release, citing his right to a speedy trial has been, you know, trampled upon. And uh, Trump appointee Judge Kelly made a ruling. This is from Adam Klasfeld at Law and Crime. He says, 13 times isn't the charm for Proud Boys member whose attorneys have filed a baker's dozen motions for his pretrial release. Oh, my God. <laughs> 13th. Ethan Nordeen, one of the men charged in the Proud Boys seditious conspiracy indictment, can't cite the speedy trial clock to win his freedom before his August trial. That's according to a federal judge on Monday. And keep in mind, the Proud Boys have asked to move, kick their hearing, their trial back to December. And, uh, you know, I figured that's cool with the Department of Justice because they're like, whatever, um, your speedy trial clock hasn't even started ticking yet, buddy. Arrested on February 3rd, Nordine initially succeeded in securing home detention in the early stages of his prosecution. But the federal judge currently presiding over his case revoked his release and ordered him detained months later in April 2021. Nordine, who has been incarcerated since then, is now among the group of five Proud Boys accused of seditious conspiracy. This is District Judge Tim Kelly, a Trump appointee, as I said. He recounted Nordine's many failed attempts to secure his release for more than a year. Quote, between then and now, Nordine has filed 13 motions, 15 supplements to those motions, and two appeals, Kelly wrote in a ruling on Monday rejecting Nordine's latest bid to win his freedom on speedy trial grounds. 
Nordine claimed that the 90-day speedy trial clock began running on the day of his arrest, rather than the day Judge Kelly ordered him detained on April 20th, 2021. He also objected to some of the judge's determinations as to when the ends of justice justify excluding certain days from his calculations. Quote, but after considering Nordine's motions, the post-hearing supplements to those motions, the government's motions, Nordine's appeals, his co-defendants' motions, and his co-defendants' appeals, and the court's many ends-of-justice findings related to the enormous amount of discovery in this case, and COVID-19's impact on the court's ability to hold trials consistent with the public health, that deadline is still a ways off, he wrote in a 27-page ruling. Nordine, also known as Rufio Panman, super hook fan, I guess, was a member of the Proud Boys Elders chapter and a president of his local chapter. Prosecutors placed him in the so-called Ministry of Self-Defense encrypted messaging chat group, along with Proud Boys leader Enrique Tario and Joseph Biggs, Zachary Real, and all those guys. On December 27, 2020, Nordine allegedly created an online crowdfunding campaign seeking donations for protective gear and communications to be used on January 6th. Tracing Nordine's alleged plotting far earlier, prosecutors quote him posting the following statement on social media on November 27th, 2020. Quote, we tried playing nice and by the rules. Now you will deal with the monster you created, Nordine wrote. And that's according to his indictment. Quote, the spirit of 1776 has resurfaced and has created groups like the Proud Boys, and we will not be extinguished. We will grow like the flame that fuels us and spread like love that guides us. Hmm. We are unstoppable, unrelenting, and now unforgiving. Good luck to all you traitors of this country we so deeply love. You're going to need it. Now, at multiple points in his ruling, Kelly describes the speedy trial rules proposed by Nordine's lawyer as novel. They claim that Nordine has been continuously detained since his first detention, which fell close to his arrest. In fact, Nordine was released on bond before his release was revoked. His lawyers also claim that someone released from prison with certain conditions could be said to be, quote unquote, detained. So they, they wanted to count the time he was released to his home confinement as detained. Oh, geez. In the end, no court has adopted the alternative reading Nordine proposes, and this court will not be the first, Kelly wrote. The Proud Boys leaders are scheduled to go to trial in August. As I said, they've asked for continuance because they said they want to wait till the dust settles from these hearings because they're making them look bad. And so they want to you know, do it at the end of the year. Thank you so much, A.G. In the last story in the segment, the Republican Party in Texas made a series of far-right declarations as part of its official party platform. This was over the weekend, which is funny because they've never had one in the past, Uh, claiming that President Biden was not legitimately elected. That's one. Issuing a rebuke to Senator John Cornyn for his work on bipartisan gun legislation and referring to homosexuality as an abnormal lifestyle choice. Are you fucking kidding me? So I saw this article. It's absurd. Yeah. The platform was voted on in Houston as the state party's convention, which concluded on Saturday. The resolutions about Biden and Cornyn were approved by a voice vote of the delegates, according to James Wasilek, the communications director for the Republican Party of Texas. The statements about homosexuality, as well as additional stances on abortion that called for students to, quote, learn about the humanity of the pre-born child, were among more than 270 planks that were approved by a platform committee and voted on by the larger group of convention delegates using paper ballots. The results of those votes were still pending on Sunday, but Mr. Wasilek said it was rare for a plank to be voted down by the full convention after being approved by the committee. (sighs) The resolutions adopting the false claims that former President Trump was the victim of a stolen election in 2020, as well as the other declarations, were the latest examples of Texas Republicans moving further to the right in recent months, if you can even imagine that. 
Mm. Now, Republicans control both chambers of the legislature, which is part of the problem, the governor's mansion, and every statewide office, and have used their dominance to push tough anti-abortion legislation, create supply chain problems by temporarily adding additional state inspections at the border, and renominate. You heard me re-nominate the Trump-backed state attorney general over a member of the Bush family in a primary runoff in May. Now, the state party's resolution embracing the baseless 2020 stolen election claim stated that, quote, substantial election fraud in key metropolitan areas significantly affected the results in five key states in favor of Mr. Biden. The state party, the resolution continued, rejected, quote, the certified results of the 2020 presidential election, And we hold that acting President Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. was not legitimately elected by the people of the United States. You've got to be fucking kidding me. This is a serious party. This is literally insanity. And yes, it gets worse. The resolution encouraged Republicans to, quote, show up to vote in November and to bring your friends and family, volunteer for your local Republicans and overwhelm any possible fraud. So they've stolen our vote in numbers too big to manipulate. Correct. Now, the resolution rebuking Mr. Cornyn that passed at the convention opposed red flag laws, which allows guns to be seized from people deemed to be dangerous. Those laws, according to the resolution, quote, violate one's right to due process and are pre-crime punishment of people not adjudicated guilty. Now, the homosexuality plank that was passed, AG, the platform committee by a vote of 17 to 14, That's according to Mr. Vaughn, who is an openly gay member of the committee who voted against it. And in addition, and this is in the article, I believe they also voted out log cabin Republicans from having any sort of a say Mm -hmm. in in, in decision making, which is a new thing that they've done. Because if you're not familiar with log cabin Republicans, they're gay Republicans, which I don't necessarily understand, but they've also rebuked them. And so it'll be interesting to see what they end up doing in this next midterm. Yeah, it just shows you're not part of the club. Nope. Yeah. Absolutely disgusting. A hundred percent fucking disgusting. And then they also talked about secession, right? Like retaining their right to secede bye. from the union. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> bye. Okay, bye. Uh, but then, you know, I think of all of my friends and beautiful, amazing people who live in Texas. Um, yeah. And it's just, that's f- frightening. It's frightening. And of course, Paxton, who's been under indictment now for like a long time, eight years. Yeah. Um, Unbelievable. All right. We'll be right back with Hugo Lowell. We're going to talk about what to expect in today's hearings right after this. And then the good news comes after that. So stick around. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's AG. I recently started taking Athletic Greens AG1 every day because I wanted more energy and optimized immune system results. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, aging, everything. And now is a great time for you to start as well, because Athletic Greens is offering a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase when you go to athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans. Athletic Greens also supports better sleep quality and recovery, making it an ideal choice for anyone unable to get the rest they need. Plus, for every purchase, they donate to organizations helping to get nutritious foods to kids in need. That's amazing, including No Kid Hungry, which is right here in the United States. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. I do it right before the gym. It's an easy habit to pick up, and it replaces all those millions of different pills and supplements that I used to have to take separately. To make it easy, again, Athletic Greens is going to give you that free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D 
and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Happy to be joined today by my friend Hugo Lowell. He writes for The Guardian, congressional reporter. Hey, Hugo, how's it going? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Long time no see. It's been like a day and a half. (laughs) So I I really wanted to get your uh, take because I know that you're doing this, writing this up for The Guardian. You're very, you know, really involved in in these hearings and what they mean. And, you know, I just reported a little bit earlier on the show that we've added that fourth witness, Miss Moss, to the dais tomorrow. Can you tell us a little bit about what we might expect as far as maybe any new evidence or anything that we should be looking for in today's hearing, which starts incidentally at 1 p.m. Eastern. So I just got off a background briefing call with the committee. And the one thing I wanted to get confirmed was what Schiff said on CNN on Sunday, which was that they had evidence of Trump's involvement, direct involvement in the fake elector scheme, which would be uh, significant and it would be new, right? To date, we have seen evidence that the White House Communications Agency was listed on the metadata of some of the the fake uh, election certificates that these Trump electors signed um, and then sent to the National Archives and other government bodies. So I'm really looking for uh, what the committee has in terms of evidence that connects Trump directly to the fake elector scheme, which we, as we know, is a potential crime, right? It's It's a crime to falsify uh, election documents uh, or, or, or formal kind of um, official documents. And it's also a crime to send that off to uh, government bodies. Yeah. And and I know that we got a very brief glimpse in the hearing last Thursday of a letter that uh, was, it said, f- to be sent to POTUS about some disagreements that Eastman back in October was having way, way back before the election uh, in a draft letter that he was sort of reviewing and putting, you know, how you review and, and put comments on things and strike things and and add things. And, and Eastman was telling, presumably, Donald Trump, no, you can't, you know, 12th Amendment doesn't let, you know, Pence just do what, you know, act unilaterally and, and neither does the Electoral Count Act. So, you know, that sort of establishes that Eastman knew it couldn't be done early on. And then that sort of changed over time. And then we know it was supposed to be sent to the president, but we don't know if the president received it. And we certainly haven't seen any communications from Trump to any of the, his team about this uh, elector slate. But, you know, we do know about the call to Raffensburger. Could Schiff had just just been referring to the Raffensburger call? No, that is not the indication that I got from the committee. The indication I got from the committee is that they have direct evidence that ties Trump to the fake electors scheme itself, not just the his call to Raffensburger saying, "Can I find eleven thousand seven hundred eighty votes, uh, one more, basically to to give me the election win um, in Georgia?" I think the thing to remember with Eastman, and and this is kind of what I'm going to keep in my head as, as as we go into the hearing tomorrow, is Eastman knew that he needed a basis some sort of basis that underpinned, you know, the strategy on January 6th, which was to have Pence either send the, or to declare a recess and and, and send and give time for states to send Trump slates of electors, or to just throw the results out completely and have the House decide uh, the election uh, in a contingent election. The, the point was he knew that he needed to have some sort of underlying basis, and this was the underlying basis. It was you know, I, I like to think of it as Eastman conceived of the fake electors scheme 
in order to give Pence some sort of cover, some sort of reason that he could use to say, oh, they're dueling electors today, which means the outcome of the election is in doubt, which means I can't count the states which have dueling electors, which means, oh, fun, fancy that, I return Trump to the Oval Office. And that's the, the, the thing that I'm going to keep in mind. And the other thing to keep in mind, of course, is that Eastman knew the plan could only work if those fake electors were certified by the state legislatures. And as we learned in the last hearing, Eastman, by January 2, January 3, January 4, had found out or ha had realized that these states were never going to certify these so-called alternate slates, and therefore went to Trump and said, and then went to Pence and said, you know, forget this thing about sending them back. You just need to declare uh, declared Trump president. Right, because he had said these elector slates will be dead on arrival because they haven't been certified by states. And I'm also very interested to see if they touch on when Eastman changed his mind, because because of that letter we saw to POTUS, that draft letter to POTUS, Eastman seemed pretty dead set on it, there not being a way to get around the 12th Amendment or the Electoral Count Act. So I'm wondering if it was the email sent to him by Cleta Mitchell, like what like what sort of changed his mind? Um, and, you know, maybe there's some sort of culpability for Donald there to say, find a way, push through it. But um, that is what, you know, uh, what I'll be looking for uh, is that particular thing that Adam Schiff hinted at when he talked to to Dana Bash this this weekend. So I'm I'm definitely looking for that, too. And it sounds like that from the indications you got from the briefing conference call that it is something new that we haven't seen before. And it directly ties Donald to the fraudulent elector scheme. Yeah, and, and you know, it's the thing to keep in mind also is that DOJ is already investigating this as part of its criminal investigation to January 6th, right? They are looking, one grand jury has been impaneled to look at the rally organizers, but more recently, another grand jury, and we know it's a different grand jury because they have different grand jury numbers. I, I've seen the subpoena, is this, this other grand jury is looking at the involvement of top Trump lawyers in the fake elector scheme. They're looking at, what Giuliani was doing, what Eastman was doing, and they are now actively subpoenaing people to appear before that grand jury to give evidence. And so DOJ already has taken a big interest in this. Uh, I think the state attorney general in Michigan has already said she believes she has enough evidence to charge Trump and others with, with potential crimes. So this is obviously an interest to the DOJ and to both state and federal prosecutors. Uh, and so if if it's true that the SEC committee and then the SEC committee does have sufficient evidence to connect Trump to the fake elector scheme, I think it could be a really big deal. Yeah. And, and we can't forget about Fonnie Willis, Fulton County District Attorney, who is also looking at the fraudulent uh, elector scheme, along with the, the the interference in the general election. Well, generally in the election uh, with the Raffensperger call, the Lindsey Graham call and stuff like that. So 11,780 votes. And we're going to hear from him tomorrow or today, I should say, as well. So thank you so much for coming on, letting us know. Everybody check out The Guardian. You submitted uh, a really good explainer about what we can look for. So you can find that by following Hugo on Twitter. I appreciate your time today. Thanks so much for having me, as always. Everybody stick around. We'll be right back with the good news. Hey, everybody. As you know, I used to have a lot of problems falling asleep and staying asleep. Uh, but those problems are over because I own a mattress from Helix Sleep. Helix Sleep has a two-minute online sleep quiz that uh, matches your body type and sleep preferences with the perfect mattress just for you. My perfect mattress is the Helix Midnight. I'm a side sleeper and I prefer a medium firm mattress, so that's what the two-minute online sleep quiz matched me with. But they have the perfect mattress for anyone. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. Mattress is great for spinal alignment to prevent morning aches and pains. They even have a Helix Plus mattress for plus-size sleepers. Once you take the quiz and order the mattress that you're matched to, 
They'll ship the mattress right to your door for free. You won't even need to go to the mattress store ever again, which is nice because those are weird. <laughs> Helix is great, but you don't have to take my word for it. Helix was awarded number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. They have a 10-year warranty and you get to try it out for 100 sleeps risk-free. They will come and pick it up for you if you don't love it and give you a full refund. But you will love it. And they have, you know, Helix is recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. And they have financing options available at Helix and flexible payment plans. So a great night's sleep is never far away. Just head to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans to take their two-minute sleep quiz. They'll match you to a customized mattress that'll give you the best sleep of your life. That's helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash dailybeans. Right now, they're offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows to listeners. Again, that's helixsleep.com slash dailybeans. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news, everyone? Then good news, everyone. Good news, good news. And if you have any good news or confessions, corrections, anything you want to send us, photos of your happy place, adoptable pets in your area, your own pod pet tax photos, Halloween pictures I take all year, Santa pictures, Easter bunny pictures, shit kids say, shit adults say, shit your parents say. That's always fun. <laughs> you can send that Just in. Send shit. <laughs> Just shit people say. You can send it in at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. And then also, if you're listening on Apple and you're not a premium subscriber, please go to apple.co slash beans, all lowercase, to make sure you're following and subscribed to the correct version of the Daily Beans. We're going to be archiving one of them soon. There is an imposter, but it's actually just a duplicate. All right. First up from Michael E. Pronouns he and him. Oh, no. I have to correct the correction. The S in Bruges is silent, much like the D in the previous episode. <laughs> the D is silent in America. Oh, my God. So funny. In Bruges? 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 All right. Well, anyway, thanks, Michael. We'll get it right one day. And then real quick, I'll do this next one from Lisa, pronouns she and they. Greetings, Beans Queens. Following for years. Gifted the pod to friends and family for Christmas. It's my birthday week. Turning 60 seems huge. It is. I hate parties, especially with COVID still roaring, and especially since my husband is having chemo. Oh, man. But I, I wanted to share how I've decided to celebrate. I'm asking for stories as gifts. I started asking at the beginning of the month, and I received some great stuff, especially from former students who remember the funniest things that I have no recollection of. For example, the one who shared one day in her classroom where she literally wrote, Mrs. McA gets mad on the whiteboard agenda. <laughs> I don't remember that, but I'm absolutely sure it's true. Pretty sure it was about MLA format. Oh, mm, mm, mm. MLA, grr. Uh, for Pod Pet Tax, please accept our newest pack member, Paco, whose first adoptiversary is June 30th. He looks like he's thinking, I love the holidays as he freaks out on the inside. <laughs> Thanks for the awesome community. Oh, <laughs> that underbite. My goodness. <laughs> yeah, that's like a, yeah, this is great. Take the photo. Oh, man. <laughs> Look so at Paco. so cute. All right. Oh. This next one's from Robert Beamer of Different Situations. Pronounce he, him. Hey, hey. I've been listening to y'all since the early, early MSW days. Thanks for continuing to do what you do for the world. I have some good news to share. My little production company called Different Situations just finished a mini doc on the wonderful fluffy butt rescue animal sanctuary in Milford, New Jersey. 
they're a vegan organization run by the sweetest young family you'll ever see. Oh, and there's going to be a link to the mini doc in the notes. And it's, um, we, we have them Fluffy here. Fluffybuttrescue.org. Oh my Fluffy God. Fluffybuttrescue.org. Is the organization. And the mini doc, there'll be a link. Oh, this is amazing, Robert. Thank you so much. Do you want to take the next one too? Sure. Or do you want me to get you, it with your voice? You take it with my voice. I'll take the next one. Okay. From Bonnie, pronouns she and her, starting with the bad news. About a year ago, my sweetie cookie honey pie and I were so excited to see AG in D.C. We've been fans since the kitchen table days and even went to one of the early shows in the Miracle Theater several years ago. Well, that day a year ago was a comedy of errors with miscommunications and last minute chores. For example, realizing we still had to get the chickens back into their coop and our poor 14 year old lovely husky Molly had wandered into a neighbor's farm again. It was still okay. We had time for the 35-minute drive to get to the metro. And if there were no hitches, take the 45-minute ride into D.C. and go to the meetup. Except when we got to the metro, the station was closed and backup bus service was online. So we jumped on the bus. We were going to go see AG. But when the bus dropped us off at the next station, we were informed that there would be a 35-minute wait for the train and it was already 6.45. We started doing the math, the wait plus the travel, plus finding the meetup and then factoring in the old people Old people midnight, which for us is between 9.30 and 10.30. We realized we were losing track of our fun factor. Sorry, AG, we went home. Fast forward to the good news. This weekend, we made it to the meetup. Had so much fun hanging out with AG and several very wonderful, like-minded people. We made new friends. Best night in a long time. We met an American hero, Harry Dunn. Thanks, Allison and Dana and everyone at MSW Media for all the hard work you do keeping us informed. Love you all. Look at this. That's fantastic. Isn't that a great picture? Yes, I love that picture. Look at the chickens. Look at the chickens. I love chickens. So good. All right. This is from Alan, pronouncing him. Hello, Beans Queens. Here is a follow-up, the bittersweet tale of my best friend Bailey crossing the Rainbow Bridge on Valentine's weekend. Turns out it takes two puppies to fill the role of one Bailey. Yes, I need that much canine counseling. (laughs) Over the course of two months, we adopted these two pups from the Woods Humane Society in San Luis Obispo, in addition to a Shih Tzu named Brandy on February 1st. After their, quote, collar reveal party. (laughs) (laughs) Becca. That's the episode title. Oh my God. Becca, the brown one, and Bloomer, the black one, are now full members of the pack. But here's the important part. All three of these dogs were deemed, quote, difficult to adopt due to social anxiety issues. And Boomer had even been placed on the blacklist at the county shelter for being too shy prior to the rescue by Woods. And this is just a parenthetical. Incidentally, Bailey had also been considered unadoptable for a cosmetic issue and was on the blacklist when we found each other. Now, a few weekends ago, we had a beans-inspired What the Mutt party with a group of friends and no one was freaked out hiding or barking, humans or dogs. (laughs) With love and understanding, these once frightened, terrified, and unsocial dogs have come a long way in a short time and are valued members of our family. I can't say enough good things about Woods and similar organizations. I ask everyone looking for a dog to please give the, quote, tough cases a second look. Behind being the shy or scared face is a really great dog. I miss Bailey every day, and he'll forever be in my heart. I'm thankful to have found these two scoundrels and Brandy. And look forward to writing our story of living our life together. Can you guess their breeds? Ugh, it looks like a like a Great Dane pit bull. Oh my shepherd. goodness. Oh. And then Boomer is a shepherd, something adorable. Look how cute. Little There's a little wire in there. Terrier. I know. Yeah. Maybe a <gasps> beagle. 
It looks like a it looks like a miniature Great Dane. Oh my god, those ears! And then the, the, I also think there might be like weirdly some Chihuahua and Pitbull in there. Those are some ears. Okay, so Becca, the tan one is half Pitbull, half uh, part German Shepherd, Poodle, and Supermutt. Nice. So we got the Pitbull part. I thought for sure there was Great Dane in there. <gasps> Boomer is Chihuahua yeah. Terrier. Poodle, German Shepherd, Cocker Spaniel. We, we got three, three out of five. Those are fantastic mixed breeds, though. My goodness. They are so great. Thank you for sending these in. Uh, uh, yeah, always give the, the tough cases a second look. That's how I ended up with Bruce Willis. I went in there. I was returning a kitten that I tried to adopt, but the kitten needed to be an only cat household. The kitten had to be the only cat in the house. Yeah. So I brought him back and I and he was an adorable kitten. He's going to get adopted. And it was a no-kill shelter. And I was like, just keep the fee, consider it a donation. And they're like, well, do you want to see another cat? And I was like, fine, show me the ugliest cat that no one wants that's been here the longest. And they took me to Bruce Willis, who was beautiful and amazing and loving. And I don't understand why nobody wanted him, but I got him. So I'm That's watching. right. Well, because he was waiting for you. He was there for you. I love that guy. All right, that is the show. If you have any good news, corrections, confessions, anything you want to send in to us, please do so. Again, it's at dailybeanspod.com. Click on contact. Dana, do you have any final thoughts for today? I do and not. You can use your voice sparingly. I, I, that's why I do not. <laughs> I love you all. all right. That's it. Will you let me know if you want to do tomorrow uh, or, or not. I, I'll be I better here. be turning a corner. <laughs> you better be. Yeah, everyone send the healing vibes to Dana and we'll be back tomorrow. Until then... Please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, take care of the planet, take care of your mental health, vote blue over Q and watch that hearing. I've been AG. And I've been DG. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. <laughs>